Today is November 16th. MLB free agency is going. Verlander rumors are hot because of us. Friend Brian Hoke joins us. King BBD. Let's talk some Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks live from the Draft Kings studio in the Boogie Down Bronx. Myself, King BBD. The offseason is rolling. If you're not in touch with uh, baseball, Twitter in general, if you're just Yankees, free agency is going. A couple of the big name starting pitchers went uh, today. Noah Syndergaard of the Mets, he is now an angel. Um, boogity, boogity, boogity. Erod to Detroit. Uh, free agency is going. King BBD is here. He's floating around. Today's episode is brought to us by Draft Kings. Uh, Draft Kings Sportsbook. They're offering one of their crazy offers, people. Uh, bet $1 on any NFL game. By the way, Draft Kings, official sports betting partner of the NFL. $1 on any NFL game, and if one team scores, which they will, it's happened in every game since the 40s, you get $100 in free bets. So if you've been thinking about it, guys, this is your opportunity to get 100 bucks in free bets. This is actually kind of what they gave uh, me, Jim, and BBD, and we've been rolling with the, rolling with the money since then. Uh, they have daily fantasy sports with huge cash prizes if the sports book isn't available in their, your state yet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score promo code JOMBOY this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, all right, guys. We uh, Off-season always kind of sneaks up on us a little bit. And we kind of... I guess you have to be more reactive than you want to be. Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays got a big extension this morning. We thought that was the baseball news. Barrios. Barrios, excuse me. Um, supposed to be a free agent next year. And then Noah Syndergaard from the Crosstown Mets signs with the Angels. Meanwhile, we started our own rumors yesterday. Jeff Passan filled in for John Boy on Talking Baseball and Trev, I guess. Uh and yeah, he kind of alluded to that the Verlander Yankee stuff is very real, uh, as we've thought. We'll see if that happens anytime soon. We've got Brian Hoke joining us. We've got 40 man talk that ties into Matt Olson talk. We're in it, people. BBD, how are you doing, my good friend? Doing well. Excited that uh, something's happening. And I guess even if they don't do their first major move, I'll. I'd get weird and nerdy about the 40-man crunch sure. anyway, So, and that's coming Friday. So it's just, there's just a lot happening, and just the fact that there's moves happening already, which we haven't seen big moves happen this early in recent years that aren't trades. Like, we've got a couple signings. Yeah, November so, still. I mean, we'll we'll get right into it. I'm uh, 
I'm doing all right. Uh, Jimmy's doing well. I know he's uh, he's still being dad of the year. Um, I think after Thanksgiving, things are going to get semi, I don't want to say normal, but close to normal. Uh, and we'll see what's going on with baseball by then. There's some CBA stuff. If you're into that, uh, go check out Talking Baseball, number one CBA pod in the land. Uh, me, BBD, and Jom did record something that should come out next to Monday? It'll be the Tuesday episode. We next Tuesday. I've been teasing it a little bit for you guys. It's a deep dive into, you know, one of the Yankees team needs. I think you guys are going to like it a lot. It brought us into a lot of 40-man conversation because the Yankees already have a 40-man crunch. Um, and this is before we get to if they were to sign a Verlander, if they were to sign a shortstop, if they were to sign anyone. Uh, and there's a lot of young guys. And I know 40-man gets into the weeds for some of you. Um, so we might table some of that and we'll see where Brian Hoke is at. Cause he's, he's closer to the pulse than us. Um, but you know, it's no, it's no joke. And we've seen Cashman do it before when the, the 40 man crunch. And I think the official day is Friday, right? I think Friday. I don't know the time. Um, Friday that guys that are, you know, 40 man candidates or, you know, we might see. Has there been rumors on Zach Britton getting released? Because that would clear up a forty-man spot, and he's out rumor, all of next year. Hasn't been like a real rumor about that. But Cashman, I think, when he last spoke, alluded to he, he expects him out for all of next year. Right, and that would be the final year of his contract. It's the final right? year of his contract. So, in theory, there's no benefit to the Yankees to keep him. Um. And yeah, some other guys you might have seen this year, like Chris Gittins. If you if you have to start squeezing bodies off the roster, the the flip the flip side on on Britain's stuff. Just while we're sure. there, uh, I know he's close to like the ten year service time mark. So people, if he sit, if they just find a way to keep him around and keep him on the IL, that's a nice thing to do for him. Right, just make sure he gets there. I mean, somebody will sign him the next year. Right, um, and um, then also just like they would still have to pay him the real money. So maybe they try to get somebody to take on at least some of his salary. So it would be more of a trade. Uh, but he wouldn't pitch for that team either. So it's a, kind of a tough sell for a lot of teams. The Yankees are usually the team that would should, that would be trying to take on money to get something. Right. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, a guy like Yendries Gomez, who's shouldn't be in a lot of your books, um, you know, hasn't pitched for the Yankees. Number 89 in your scorebook. He's technically on the 40-man uh, if you have no idea, the 40-man, it, it protects you from being snagged from other people's teams in the Rule 5 draft, and there's yep. certain and rules around it. you have to be it. on the 40-man to be on the MLB roster. So they protected Gomez last year because they want him around, but they knew he wasn't going to help. Right. Um, maybe he has a chance to come up at some point this year. So, um, you know, Nick Nelson is on the 40-man. So some The Yankees may have to shuffle kid, yeah. some bodies, and they have some of their young Prospects that they want to protect for this year's 40 man So now you're comparing Yendries Gomez to whoever uh, Whoever the next guy is Steven Ridings currently not on a 40 man spot Does that make him a trade candidate? Josh Bro, who was a big Yankees draft pick a few years back um, He's potentially eligible So uh, there's a lot of moving parts there And that potentially ties into a trade Which you can tie into your future Yankee first baseman You could tie into your Yankee future center fielder Pitching, whatever it may be So this is all the pieces of the puzzle 
that kind of like at this time a year there's like that list of dudes either guys who are on the end of the 40 man right now or are going to have to be protected soon but uh like that's kind of the crop you would expect to see a trade from or many parts of a trade from cuz the 40 man spots are are kind of a precious commodity right and uh you know i know everyone gets juiced up about Matt Olson as we are too but you know something has to happen for that but like a team like the Oakland Athletics, I think I saw last night from Hoodie, our guy Hoodie Glaber, I think that mm-hmm. they have 28 men on their 40 men, where the Yankees are at 40 slash like 41 already, I think, without <laughs> yeah, I th- I th- putting guys on it. I think they're literally at, at 40. I think they're all square because Joelle's like announced and everything. Right. Right. Joelle's signing. Um, so uh, with that. We uh and like I mentioned, we talked to Jeff Passan yesterday. We posted it on our social medias. If you haven't seen the quote yet, uh, Jeff's awesome. He he's been really nice to us since uh say day one, but I guess the Yankees were off his radar. So he's been nice to us since day two. Um, Yes Network, those people were in there first, and then uh, brother Jeff Passan. But uh, yesterday he was saying like expect the next signings to be. Either Justin Verlander Probably to the Yanks There's some other teams in the mix I don't want to make it seem like it's it's in stone But he also said Noah Syndergaard to the Angels uh, And this morning Noah Syndergaard signed to the Angels uh, One year 20, 21 mil Is that where the number landed? I think 21 So uh, pretty crazy Pre- Pretty crazy Free agency is going and that all ties into the potential lockout coming up December 1st. I'm running hot right now uh, because, man, it is uh, it is crazy that it looks like a lot of free agents want to get their contract signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, uh, before this potential December 1st lockout that could be coming up. So a uh, ton of moving parts there. I, we're going to bring in our friend, Brian Hoke, the best uh, – Racking up his frequent flyer miles with uh, the Talking Yanks gang. Producer BBD's getting him in here. And Brian Hoke, he'll be presented to us by Dugout Mugs. Oh, my God. There he is. There he is. What's up, guys? Brian Hoke, how are you? Good. I'm just waiting for my Dugout Mug. I'm here for that. Can I – have you ever had a Dugout Mug? You've had to. I have never had a Dugout Mug. But I see – if you text BFCM to 83511, you can enter their Dugout Mugs Christmas giveaway. You're the best in the biz for a reason. <laughs> uh, dugout Mugs, man, they, they've got their Black Friday stuff is going. But, yeah, like Brian Hoke said, BFCM to 85311. I have texted that number. Uh, you get a couple updates. And Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you can win. They're giving stuff away. Mariano Rivera, you might have heard of him, uh, Brian. Um, Pudge Rodriguez, Juan Soto, autographed items from all of them. Uh, dugout mugs, they've been riding with us for a little bit. And huge update, Brian Hoke, you just got a free dugout mug. Yes! Because we actually we have a bunch here, and we love you, and you're the best. Well, so, Anytime I can come on and read a promo, you let me know. <laughs> yeah, the plan, you know what? No, I don't. I don't. Th- there's, always, there's always a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Brian Hoke. MLB.com. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, just, you know, digging in on this offseason here, waiting for uh, things to get going, but things are going. Um, so waiting for the Yankee part of it to get going. 
It uh, it feels like today things really kicked into gear with uh, Barrios' extension, which you're like, hey, all right, that's cool, good for the Blue Jays. Uh, what does it mean for them? Who really knows? Blue Jays fans get really defensive about them themselves being rich, uh, which is interesting. Uh, so that that was news, and then Cindergard from the Crosstown Mets, he signs with the Angels this morning. Um, we shook up. The pot yesterday because Jeff Passan, friend of ours, said that Verlander was leaning pinstripes. Uh, and he said that or Syndergaard could be the next move. So, like you said, uh, you just tweeted in response to us if Ver- Justin Verlander signs, you will be leaving the podcast immediately. Yeah, yeah. And so, any Wi Fi problems or anything, if I log off, the Yankees are making a big move, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but uh, Verlander and pinstripes is very interesting to me. That that seems like the kind of move Brian Cashman would want to make. Uh, obviously, everything depends on price, but um, big upside, and you know, it would be a shorter-term commitment, obviously, at his age. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a former Cy Young Award winner, and you know the Yankees just got one last year in Corey Kluber, and they got a no-hitter out of it. Now, you didn't get the, uh, the full season you would have liked out of Kluber, but... Um, it seems like the kind of move that the Yankees would be interested in making. Yeah, and we, you know, we do our best to get in Cashman's head, and it's funny because he is—he has been an open book about a lot of stuff in recent years. And I know that center field quote from the other day kind of shook us all up because it's wow—he he jumped there. I don't think anyone expected that, but I think we all picture the way Brian Cashman thinks, and if he can. You can't predict baseball. Uh, uh, an impression, no. an, an impression you do uh, reminds people that all the time. But yeah, you just it kind of clicked in my head when you think about where Justin Verlander's at. He obviously wants a great opportunity to contend. Um, he kind of does want the spotlight. Um, sure. He has a famous significant other. Uh, he's finishing his career, uh, kind of in what could be compared to. Rocket Clemens or Nolan Ryan potentially he is of that ilk that he should be able to pitch more and Brian Cashman thinking if we could get to October with Garrett Cole Justin Verlander and Luis Severino never mind before you get to Tyone Monty if they make any other moves that that seems to make sense yeah I I could see Look, at this stage of Justin Verlander's career, I don't want to try and get in his head, but what what's there left to do? Uh, I mean, he's, you know, obviously got this long his, history here. He's accomplished a lot in this game. Yankee, people who don't cheer for the Yankees are going to puke when they hear this, but I think there is an allure to wanting to wear the pinstripes, and I think that when you're a ball player and you're retired, and Verlander obviously has – uh, more yesterdays than tomorrow in his career. I think there's something cool about saying that he want that you were able to wear the Yankee pinstripes and pitch in that uniform at Yankee Stadium. And so I, I think that that's definitely an, an option that I think he will not be able to dismiss easily. And I, now, is there a lure maybe to going back to Detroit and finishing his career there, and sure. you know, a bookend to his career? I mean, maybe, but. If you want a chance to win a World Series championship, I'd rather be a Yankee than a Tiger next season. Let's put it that way. And um, so, you know, I, I think that playing in New York, for all the reasons you just mentioned, um, that is definitely an option that I think uh, could be appealing to him. And I think the Yankees, I look, Cashman said, pitching, pitching, pitching. They need pitching right now. And, um, you know, he's one of the pitchers who's out there. Yeah, I think I think the only team that I think wouldn't surprise me 
The only other team besides the Yankees that Verlander could sign with would be the Dodgers because it's L.A. and the Dodgers, and you know, will they yeah, sign Scherzer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're married to Kate Upton, yeah, being in Los Angeles is probably a really good option. Playing 81 of your games at uh, Chavez Ravine, I feel like that'd be a good family move for him. And me and Brian Hoke will deep dive into being married to Kate Upton for the next 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> no, what um, what what else? With this offseason, I guess I didn't mean to go here. No, let's do 40-man stuff first because you're, you're in it with us. You know the talking Yanks people. That's uh, We're the real ones, and the 40-man the is a big discussion. And, you know, Brian Cashman has been known to trade those 40-man guys before they essentially they have a chance to be taken for free. I know I've seen a lot of Garrett Whitlocks in the chat today in our – we uh, <laughs> recent memory often jumps in front of our head. Uh, do you think there could be? Obviously, there's been Yankees trade rumors. Do you think we're going to see something go down in the next 48 hours or so, Yankee trade wise? To because there's a lot of bodies, not not including the guys that either need protection in the next. Was it Friday? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it's the next 48, but I mean it's close to the next 48. I mean something's got to happen here. Um, you're not just going to lose all these random guys. So I think you're going to have to clear some spaces here. And I think that everything is pretty much open for discussion. But I think that uh, Brian Cashman is certainly getting interest on a lot of pieces. He's, he's heard a lot about the bullpen. Apparently, uh, a lot of teams have been calling him, asking about the bullpen. And they thought the bullpen was going to be a strength for them. Last year, uh, it wasn't really. It was okay. Uh, you know, they upgraded on the fly and midseason. It was better in the second half. But I think that uh, you're looking at probably some kind of two-for-one, three-for-one deal is cooking here. And I'm sure they've got uh, a lot of options that they're trying to preference out. But something's going to happen here because you've got that hard deadline coming on Friday where, uh, I mean, you don't you use them or lose them. And, um, you know, we, to go back to the Garrett Whitlock thing for a second, though, I think that a lot of that was because of the pandemic year and having no minor league season. And he was hurt anyway, so we wouldn't have really had eyes on him anyway. Right. But um, when they left him unprotected, I certainly in the moment didn't think, oh, my gosh, they really lost something with Garrett Whitlock. So I, I think that you just never know. It's a crapshoot with that Rule 5 draft. And um, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities for teams to jump on players at the uh, the Rule 5 draft. And so, yeah, this is a big week for the Yankee 40-man roster. There's no doubt about it because, you know, I was looking at that thing when the guys had to come off the 60. And I'm just thinking, man, they've got a big traffic jam here. And they're going to probably lose somebody that they wish they didn't have to lose. And so uh, if I'm the Yankees, rather than see a guy just disappear off the roster, I'd like to get some value back. Yeah, and it's it's funny because when Ka Cashman has said the bullpen thing a couple times, I mean, what does that really mean? Does that mean Albert Abreu? Does that mean Stephen Ridings? Does that mean uh, – because I, I was just going, you know, Nick Nelson, I guess, could come into play as well. But, yeah, when you look at the big league bullpen um, – I don't know, Chapman, no, Luizaga, no, Chad, Clay, Wandy. I mean, they just signed Joelle, so I, I guess you start going into those younger guys that would be potential ride-the-bus guys. I'm, I'm sure that's part of it, but I wouldn't be shocked to hear that teams have called about Jonathan Luizaga. I don't know that for a fact, but I'd be shocked if they hadn't. Mm. I mean, this guy's got a live arm, and he's, he'd be an upgrade for a lot of teams out there. I think that Chad Green, you know, might be a, a candidate where – 
teams are probably looking to buy at a lower rate. But I, I the things I saw from Green later in the year, uh, that was I know it was a rough year for Chad altogether. But uh, if I'm building a bullpen for next season, would I like Chad Green in it? I think I would. And the same with a Peralta. And so I wouldn't be shocked if uh, teams are calling the Yankees about not just those kind of Scranton shuttle guys, but also the uh, the bigger pieces in the bullpen. Um, but I think that not having Zach Britton in that bullpen for next year reduces the likelihood that the Yankees would want to move one of those guys because somebody's going to have to pitch those six, seven, eighth innings there uh, leading into Chapman, who we all know is going to be the closer. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I know Clay Holmes broke out, and hell, Wandy was great for a little bit there. Clay Holmes was probably one of the biggest, oh moves of the, one of the best moves of the offseason, uh, the yeah, the trade deadline for the Yankees, no doubt. I just and I think it was the I think it was the period where Araldis got a little lost, but that Yankees bullpen got so thin so quick that if they moved a Chad or a Johnny, um, I mean, obviously it's free agency and there are relievers out there, but it just feels like then that becomes such more of a priority this offseason that uh I don't know. I guess I haven't really kicked the tires on that. Is that the phrase? That is a Cashman phrase. That is a classic Cashman phrase, right there. Kick the tires, and yeah, <laughs> very good. You've been studying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into the Boris phrases. Uh, mm-hmm. Those, I mean, those are the depths of my brain. Um, God, I I can't. We we could spend too much time on that. Um, okay, so we'll see what happens with the forty man again. That's going to happen in the next seventy two hours or so. Today's what Tuesday, so Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Um, We'll see what happens there. Uh, I guess the other thing that I'd love to ask you about, Brian, is is that center field hook when uh, Cashman's kind of first quote of the GM meetings, was that where it was? Was, uh, you know, we're going to address shortstop, uh, which, you know, everyone's kind of been saying since middle of this season. And then he said center field, which really opened up my mind uh, because we know the Yankees do like Aaron Hicks. They extended him. He's kind of the, you know, when you look at center MLB center fielders and when Aaron Hicks is healthy, he's probably further up the list than people expect. Um, when you can have an OPS in the eights, his arm, switch hitting, when you put it all in the pot, um, it's, a, it's a really solid ball player to the fact they gave him that extension. And then what clicked in my head was when he got that extension, we were all shocked by the years, but it was to spread out the money. And right. that makes me think, when I saw that there was four for 40 remaining, I think, that's not a crazy contract to move, especially, you know, when he's 32 now, when you factor in he can't play some corner outfield and stuff. When Cashman says that, that kind of really made the gears go because when they talk about getting more athletic, speedier, um, and you open up center field, that really allows that transformation. So have you heard anything else on that front or, or any personal ideas of your own? I mean, what I think is that the Yankees are open to the idea that Hicks could be their starting center fielder for next year, but they're not going to 100% lock that in. And, you know, as you're talking about that there, I'm thinking, can they move that contract uh, four for 40? For me, you need to get him back on the field. He's got to play a little bit, whether even if it's just winter ball, which I know he's expressed some uh, interest in doing that hasn't been 100% uh, confirmed there yet, but uh, he's got to get some at-bats under his belt because the guy has barely played in the last few years. And, uh, you know, as you're rattling off those stats there about the 800 OPS and everything, I'm thinking, what do your Twitter mentions look like right now? Because there <laughs> are a lot of people with strong opinions about Aaron Hicks, but I do believe that Hicks can – 
uh, handle center field. I mean, the question is just health. Is he going to be ready for opening day? They say, um, you know, by December he should be a full go so he can get back to uh, being in that mode. And, you know, if he shows up on February 14 or whatever it is and he's the, the in the, the driver's seat in center field, um, you know, I feel like we've been there before and it hasn't worked out, but I feel like the Yankees would have to give that a go unless they're going to go and sign a Starling Marte or something like that. And then Hicks, you know, can, um, you know, bump back into a very expensive, ver- expensive version of that Brett Gardner role that we've seen the last few years where he could back up and left. He could back up the center. You could put him right field if you had to. I, I don't think he's a fourth outfielder on this team. I think that uh, given, you know, his track record, given what you're paying him, you got to think of him as a starter unless he's not the best option on that roster. And so uh, I, I think they're they're open to pretty much anything. Um, you know, if they can upgrade, they will. But, um, yeah, as far as trading Hicks at this point in the contract, yeah, he's got four years and $40 million left. That's not immovable, but he's got to do something on the field, and we've hardly seen him the last couple of years. So uh, he's got to prove he's ready to go. Yeah, I think I think the Starling Marte is the funny part of all this cuz he's I think fans would be shocked to see how many wish lists he is he is on as the yeah. the number 1 free agent center fielder and just the different style of play, the stolen bases, the contact hitting uh that so many of the fans yell for on a daily basis to have that pie in the sky in free agency kind of dangling out there. Uh I think that's what that's what really gets the people hot. Um uh, what what else what else you got on your mind, Hokey? I, I know I I tried I I last minute as I always do. I I told you I'd love to get fifteen or so from you. Um, I I don't know. Is there anything? I did. I gave you fifteen. You always do. Oh, goodbye. Uh, Justin Verlander. No. Um, no. No. I I don't know. Is there anything you you feel like? Because you you roam the Twitter streets. Uh, do you think there's anything else that kind of needs to be discussed? I know first base has been a hot topic. Something that we've kind of discussed, uh, not really on mic yet, is that third base could become interesting if first base doesn't get, get addressed. I guess um, is it more of a focus on a starting pitching that even if they do sign a Verlander that. Heck, a Luis Castillo. That would be one of those Death Star moves we talk about. I guess, I guess for you, what uh, what do you feel maybe isn't getting talked about enough? Somebody asked me, and I do that the the Q and A every Wednesday. And somebody asked me, uh, what do I predict the Yankee infield will look like next year? And I have no idea. Like I am, I at this point in the offseason, I, I can give you a guess. I'm going to guess Corey Seager at shortstop, Gio Urshela at third, Glaber Torres at second, and DJ LeMahieu at first. Is that the perfect alignment? Um, no, because I don't really love the idea of making LeMahieu a, a first baseman at this point in his career. And, you know, you'd want more pop from that corner position. But given the pieces that, you know, I'm trying to fit the puzzle just like you guys are, yeah. now I think that. One of those guys probably that I just mentioned could get traded. And it, does that mean an Urshela trade? Does that mean a Glaber trade? Um, you know, I could I could see it happening, I guess. I don't I don't know about the Glaber trade part just because his value has dropped so much in the last couple of years. Like this is not the Glaber Torres that tortured Gary Thorne a couple of years ago and was <laughs> making him scream in the uh, the Camden Yards broadcast booth. Don't pitch to him. You know, where where did that Glaber go? The thirty eight home runs in twenty nineteen. So um, that is one of my unsolved mysteries for this uh, this Yankee team here. I, I could see Urshela being very appealing to a lot of teams. Um, you know, if you've got to move Glaber over to third or you could move DJ to third, I guess. 
Um, you know, that's the thing is that DJ's flexibility allows you to kind of make a lot of those different permutations in your head. But I think Glaber, uh, I think DJ's best at second base. And as long as Glaber's on this team, he's not going to play second base. So, um, you know, I have a lot of questions about how this infield is going to go. I, I still think Seager's their guy at short, but there's a long way to go between now and then. Yeah, the the DJ part of it is really interesting because you feel it's almost like if they put him at first base this year, you're almost planning on the next five years of DJ LeMahieu as a first baseman. Which yeah, and I don't, I don't at this point, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I I like DJ more as the kind of guy who can go in there and play ten or fifteen or twenty games when you need to. And by the way, we just didn't mention Luke Voigt at all. Right. <laughs> uh, he's on this roster and, um, you know, he's under team control. So what is his future on this team? Is his future on this team? Uh, I know he was pretty sour about the way that things went uh, at the end of the year. He lost the playing time to Rizzo, but it was his injury problem that created Rizzo being in a Yankee uniform. If Voigt's healthy the entire year and playing like he did in 2020, then Anthony Rizzo never becomes a Yankee. So uh, I just have a lot of questions about this infield and how things are going to look. And I think that the first piece is probably going to be shortstop because you're not going to make these moves until you have the shortstop figured out. But maybe you do. Maybe Cashman surprises us. And, um, you know, maybe there's a, a trade here that makes it make sense because right now it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. It's uh, you. You can really go around in circles, and yeah, you say Luke Voigt feels disrespected. He should be. I mean, guy, guy was ho- so. I bring up his baseball reference page, and you see his his career MLB stats, and they are that of a really good hitter. Um, that yeah, I I wonder if Cashman's working that hotline, or if somehow he ends up at Yankees camp. Like Yankee fans are going to talk themselves into Luke Voigt again in some fashion right. because. All he's done is hit at a high level. I'll Um, take a healthy Luke Voigt. The problem is he's, you know, I feel like I've seen him limping around the field the last couple of years. And, you know, even in 2020, the shortened season, I mean, this guy was playing on one leg, basically. He was productive, but he was still hurt. You know, I know we we joked about foot stuff and all that, you know, Mm. because he didn't want to talk about uh, what was exactly going on. But then, you know, he's had some pretty significant injuries the last couple of years. You know, he had that groin injury at the end of 2019 where the doctor said, you tore everything down there. <laughs> I mean, he's a tough guy. Yeah, he's a football player in baseball uniform, and I like Luke Voigt a lot, but does he fit on this team for next year? I don't know. And you'd like – it's not Luke Voigt's fault that he doesn't hit left-handed. Um, you know, if he did, I could make that case a lot stronger, but he doesn't. So, you know, and, and I don't think Anthony Rizzo is completely off the board either. Yeah, isn't that uh, – it's kind of funny. You know, I, at the same time, we, we can make jokes about how Twitter can – They'll lose their mind about Hicks on a given day or whoever it is, but all that stuff about, you know, why is there no lefties and the mm. the athleticism, and now it's all kind of come to fruition that Joel Sherman, I mean, he he was the loudest and kind of the first on it, and everyone kind of gave him the, ah, Joel, you're a little crazy, and now <laughs> it's the whole, whole offseason plan. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the left-handed balance thing did not make sense to me. I, I just – looking at that lineup at the beginning of last year, and they tried to fix it on the fly by bringing in Rizzo and Gallo, and it looked better in the second half. I mean, I know Gallo didn't hit the way we uh, expected that he would, but uh, and Rizzo was kind of up and down. Um, you know, I think the COVID took a lot out of him um, at that point, but, man, that, that first series in Miami, it looked like the Yankees had really had something special with, uh, with Rizzo, and that was fun to watch. So I, I, I think playing in Yankee Stadium, you, get, you can't look beyond – 
314 right down the right field line. I've stood in that batter's box. I'm a lefty. Mm. I'm, I'm bad at baseball. But <laughs> even me, just standing in that batter's box, you look down that line, you think, I can do that. I can do that. So if I'm a, if I'm a professional baseball player, I mean, if I'm running the Yankees, I want as many lefties in that lineup as I can have. You start having that that mental conversation. Well, if I f- swing as hard as I can mm-hmm. and I just connect on it right down the mm-hmm. line, That's it's the there. Dream. That's um, Three fourteen is is totally reachable. God, um, yeah, and especially you're talking. You know, a lot of our listeners are Yankees dynasty kids, and the balance was so good. It was the switch hitters, Bernie, Bernie and Posada, and Tino or Paul O'Neill. It was just left right switch. It was, it was what Tory. Well, I give Tori Wait, credit. So you're 90, Jake, you're saying the 98 Yankees were a good team? I know, I know. You know it's a hot take show. Yeah, it's, I it's know. It's a hot take show. There's I, a lot of people who disagree with you. Yeah. Oh, God. Not a very good team. Yeah. I, I think a lot of – they started out one and four, like a bad team. <laughs> Should have traded at the deadline. Can um, you imagine if Twitter was around when the 98 Yankees started one and four? I would. There'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of people posting the receipts, as they say. The uh, <laughs> can you believe this, um, Brian? Is there anything we can hype for you? Check out MLB.com. Are you doing a new video segment? I was just on your on your Twitter sphere. Yeah, we do a beat report. We do some video. We do some audio, and uh, you know, try to try to reach the masses with uh, as much Yankee content as we can. And we got a lot to compete with with Talking Yanks and the John mm-hmm. Boy Media Empire. So. Uh, you know, I work for this little outfit called MLB.com, and we just kind of keep up with you guys as as best we can, and um, you know, have our little corner of the internet there. So <laughs> you come come find me on Yankees.com, and uh, we've got the Luis Rojas conference call in yeah. uh, twenty minutes, so we'll get to talk to him, and um, you know, get to know Luis a little bit because uh, you know he's got a long way to go uh, crossing the uh, what used to be called the Triborough Bridge, now the yeah. RFK Bridge. I'm always going to call it Triborough, though. That's fine. Uh, and Brian, before I let you go, I do. Can you run through the the Yankees potential infield real quick as John Sterling? Uh, <laughs> well, DJ, you got enough her. At first base, you you could have Luke Voigt, but possibly DJ LeMahieu. And at second base, you could have LeMahieu, and uh, but more likely Glaber Torres and a shortstop. And nobody knows. Nobody- <laughs> Who it's gonna be? I mean, you tell me, is it gonna be Carlos Correa? Is it going to be Corey Seager? And do you want Trevor Story? Uh, people will tell you they know who the Yankee shortstop will be, but uh, you can't predict it. You can't predict Yankee shortstop except Derek Jeter, the best El Capitan, and at third base, Gio Urshela. The most happy fellow, unless it's Glaber, or unless it's DJ, and I need a nap. <laughs> Brian Hoke. I mean, claps. Claps. You're the best. Thank you so much. I'm um, sure we'll we'll probably be talking to you soon. I'm here. Call me. <laughs> You're the best. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Brian. You got it. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brian Hoke. MLB.com. He's the best. Um, the Sterling, I mean, that's tough to match. That's tough to match. As a guy who does some silly impressions, um, Brian Hoke has clearly listened to a lot of John Sterling, and he's done that impression a few times. And he should, because it's really good. Um, the Correa, Correa line got me there. 
Might mm. might have to clip that out uh, to give Brian some extra love because he deserves it. He's the best. Um, and that interview was brought to you by. It was brought to you by Manscaped. Brian Hoke manscapes his head. You can manscape by your other head. Oh boy. Mm. Holiday season's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and Manscaped with Manscaped. They just launched a new product. They're two in one uh, body wash, uh, or excuse me, shampoo and conditioner. Uh, it's time for yourself or someone who needs it. Beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com. Use code YANKS, 20% off, free shipping. They have their performance 4.0 package. That includes the lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer. Take care of it down there. Crop preserver, crop reviver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. This is the stuff you got to be doing, fellas. Or, hey, ladies, maybe you know a fella. Um, It's the holiday season. It's coming up. Um, that could be a nice little, a gentle, Hey, you know, instead of starting a fight, maybe for the holidays, you get them this and it's like, Oh, you know, you could tidy it up down there a little bit. Um, oh man, I wish now I kind of want to pay Brian Hoke to do ad reads as John Sterling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll look into that. Uh, it's promo code yanks at manscaped.com 20% off and free shipping. Um, Brian's the best. What um, BBD? What do we learn there? It's like well, a, we have no idea who the infield's gonna be. Yeah, no, it's uh, Brian touched upon a a few things. I know we keep teasing it, but what should be our Monday episode, unless there is some breaking Yankees news that we might just release something that kind of matters and doesn't matter. I know we keep teasing that. Um, the Yankees infield. Here's what I'll say. If you, you know, if you want to sit at home and do it by yourself, if you have a Yankees group chat, whoever you talk Yankees with, walk yourself through the Yankees infield like Hoke just did. Shortstop, we know there's going to be change. We don't know what the change is. There's a lot of good candidates. Um, and it's, you know, it's ice cream flavors at this point. If you like Carlos Correa, cool. If you like Story, awesome. If you like Seager, also cool. Those guys are really good MLB shortstops. Um, some are better at defense, some better at offense, lefty, blah, 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 the whole thing. Glaber Torres, he's kind of a kingpin in this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. if you think he's a real trade candidate, then second base is potentially open. If not, I know Hoke alluded to it, potentially a Glaber third base if a lot of things happen. I just can't see that happening. They play like, DJ at third before Glaber. It seems like his, his moving off short translates more to, to go into second long term. And he's still like, we've been using the word athletic in, in a lot of different ways, but he's athletic enough to play second base. And for the most part, like getting to balls isn't the issue, but like the long throws and stuff and, and the rhythm and all that. Having, like, a little extra time at second seems to to do a decent amount for him. Um, Yeah, I mean, Glaber Torres in 127 games last year, he stole 14 bags. Um, You know, I kind of want to get some of, maybe I'll bring up some of his monthly splits because, like, there is a ball player that even if Glaber Torres isn't the 38 homer guy, which, by the way, I know that number. I just saw that in the chat, and it shocked me too. Um, Glaber Torres can be a good ball player, uh, August. So let's see. September, October, 
339, a 759 OPS. Like, I know that's not incredible, and Glaber can definitely do more than that. But basically, those stats, about that, those stats with a couple more doubles and a homer become what Glaber Torres probably his expectations should have been as a major leaguer. Mm. But because he came in so hot. Came in so hot and had that big homer year with, with juice balls and everything. that He was never supposed to be a big-time power guy. Then he hit 38 homers in one year. Um, so expectations shift, or maybe maybe this is how I should butter knife the number. Maybe this should be the tweet. Uh, his last thirty six games, August through October, August first, three hundred five, three fifty, seven ninety five OPS. So yeah, if you can dance around those numbers a little more, probably a lower batting average, a little more pop, and that's and probably you're, where you're happy. That's probably where Glaber should land. And the other thing I'd say, if you are a Glaber could be traded candidate. His value's at an all-time low. That just doesn't really make sense. Do, like, do I think there's zero chance? No, there's no a chance. If if it's part of a big trade and the team, everything has a price. Fully believes in him. Yeah, but if you're the Yankees, I mean, how many times does Cashman over the years have to talk about the value of players acquiring guys on lows and, and trading at highs? Right. How many times is he going to give that speech over the last decade yeah. before you actually believe him? Casey Dickinson Dixon just gave us fifty dollars in the chat, so that's I think I have to like kiss you or something. Um we can work that out. So yeah, so I'll say that. So let's say Glaber's not being traded because he's young and his value's at an all time low. Essentially shortstop and second base are locked up. DJ LeMayhew is going to be on the Yankees next year. You have to assume it's not in a super utility m- role, but he can do that. You have he, to assume DJ starting opening day. Yeah, he might he might not play one position every. He's gonna have one day a week playing like second or. And I I think we're starting to get into next week's whatever. episode a little too far, so I'll stop. But I'll I'll take a line that Jimmy says in it that like Geo Geo I think he said it about Geo, but you can say it about Luke Voigt too. They almost have a limp at this point in their life. Every time we watch Geo and Voight play, it seems like they're hobbled. So, um, when you put all of that in the pot with the Yankees saying they need to get more athletic, which means speedier, basically, um, I don't know. There's going to be changes coming soon. We assume there will be some in the next coming days because of that whole 40-man discussion. Uh, we'll see if Verlander becomes news. Uh, Jeff Passan was right about uh, Noah Syndergaard, and he seemed to talk about Verlander in the same ilk. Um, if that does, that might be a breaking talking Yanks. Probably would be. That that would be at least a cool twenty thirty. That would qualify. Um, if not, uh, we do plan on doing a Thursday episode. Um, I guess if Yankees news does break between now and then, whether signing or trade, there's a chance that could that could potentially it. sub in. We'll obviously let you guys if, know on that. If it doesn't happen, like if Verlander signs in an hour, we'll still do a Thursday episode. But like if it happened tomorrow, yeah, then then yeah, probably that's just the replacement. But um, I don't know anything else you you think we got to do, um, BBD? I suppose. If, we can talk a little bit. I mean, Hoke mentioned it. Um, you know, bullpen's a position of strength for the Yankees right now, and, and Cashman's alluded to getting a lot of calls about the bullpen. Um, 
it's a it's a position that, that a lot of guys, a lot of teams want to fill and, and have reliable pieces there. And the Yankees sort of have a lot of those. Um, so there's a there's a world where they just they deal from from there as well. I don't, maybe not in a Matt Olson trade or anything this week necessarily, but uh, like like Chad Green, nobody. I don't. I, don't, I guess there are people that want to see him traded because people are right are not nice mean. I have no interest in Chad Green not being here, but he has one year left until he hits free agency, and he's a good reliever. You can flip him if they're about to trade a bunch of prospects for Matt Olson. Go take two two kids from the Phillies and. Or, or some other team, and uh, and you open up a forty man spot, yeah, well, and it's it's you get a little value out of them, and they've Yankees have proven they can build a bullpen out of. It's the concept of value. Of. I, I if Johnny Lasagna was traded, which I know we're all hearing that, and it's kind of blasphemy, but his value is at an all time high. He was one of the best relievers in baseball last year, and if that if Johnny Lasagna gets you. A new elite center fielder Whether that's Ties into Byron Buxton Or even if it opens you up for Starling Marte That is something you have to consider Because it's easier to find a free agent reliever Than center field Or is it third base? I don't know So I I guess I appreciate Hoke opening up that thought It just is scary Because Johnny Lasagna was awesome last year In a like one of the linchpins on the team. If Johnny Lasagna doesn't exist last year, the Yankees are like close to five hundred. And like Lasagna specifically, like he's still here a couple more years. They don't have to do him, but like any of the bullpen guys, I don't think they're actively shopping and trying to trade him. But if that's who a team wants in another trade, or they've got another one coming in, um, then yeah, it's just a, it's an option. They can't be closed off to the idea. It's scary though. I get it. Yeah. I get it though. Um Okay. Well, we covered a lot there, guys. Uh everyone tweet at Brian Hoke and say, um, wow. Wow. And just see what happens. They'll probably like it. He's a nice guy. Um Thanks to King BBD. Uh John Boy is doing well. Um Got a lot going on with the baby and stuff, like we said. Uh, but yeah, we've got uh, we've got some really fun stuff lined up for Thanksgiving week. Uh, we might have a live reaction coming up if something happens. Otherwise, we'll see you Thursday at noon, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We love you. Uh, tell them, Rams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>